good to be in the Lord's house today. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Um, if you're our guest today, we welcome you. We hope that you have already received a, a welcome. If not, we'll just hang around for a while. Let our folks uh, uh, give you a greeting. Let them know that uh, we're glad that you have come to be here to worship the King of Kings and his arrival. We uh, don't apologize at all for Christmas because it's a time that we celebrate the time that God loved us so much that he sent his son into the world to be our Savior. I do want to invite you to our candlelight service. That'll be this Friday night. Is that right? I hadn't got a calendar, so I'm, I'm kind of lost without one. But uh, nevertheless, it'll be 6 o'clock this, uh, after this uh, Friday. It will not be a long service, but we invite you to come. If you want to bring something, bring you some items for our hygiene bags. We used to do this on a regular basis. And we invite you to uh, to do that. We have a bend over there. If you look over there, there's a list, big poster shows you what has been brought, what is going to be brought, and if you see any gaps there, you can double up on those things. We do do uh, travel size items because these go to homeless people, people that uh, are afoot, and uh, people that uh, stay at our night shelter here in our town. Uh, at night, but they're on the street all day long looking for jobs, or supposed to be. And so uh, we have a large homeless population here, uh, thanks to Mission Arlington. And so we try to support those, part of our community outreach, you know, and we put a track in each one of those, tell people about, about the Savior, uh, because he's really what we're all about. And we believe that the gospel is the best social program that's uh, ever been invented and uh, you get a person to come know the Lord that gives them some self-respect and uh, it uh, helps them to uh, have purpose in their life to not only live for the Lord but to serve other people also and so I invite you and encourage you to come and to be with us to be a part of that service we'll have some singing we'll have uh, the uh, reading of the the uh, Christmas story, Brother Masters usually does that. You want to do that again this year, Brother Masters? Okay, I meant to ask you this morning, but he does a good job of that. So bring the kids, and uh, we'll have a good time. Dress up, we'll have put the chairs out there for my office, and uh, let you sit down and take a family picture or a couple picture or, or whatever, and uh, be a part of our celebration of the King that has come. Today we're going to talk about the shepherds who came with haste. If you'll take your Bibles and turn into the book of Luke, chapter 2, a very familiar story. Christmas time doesn't come and go that you don't hear about the shepherds, right? And, uh, and of course, we know later uh, the wise men came. I usually don't preach on that till after Christmas uh, because uh, theologically they say that Jesus was uh, already uh, a little bit older and he was in a house when those. Uh, and not in the manger when they followed that star. But it says there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field. This is verse 8 of chapter 2 of Luke. Keeping watch over their flight by night. And the angel of the Lord came unto them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, good will towards men. Peace, good will towards men. And I, that's a wonderful, wonderful saying, I believe. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. <coughs> Excuse me. And they came with haste. There's our verbiage for our title today, if you want to know where that came from. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that had heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. We'll stop our reading there. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you today for your word. We pray, Lord, that you would take this account and that you would hide it in our hearts and it might bring forth fruit and that we might leave here better people uh, when uh, we leave than we were when we came because we worshiped you and we honored the King of Kings. In his name we pray. Amen. This is a story about shepherds. One thing about shepherds is I believe that a lot of times they are misunderstood. Uh, in our culture, uh, anybody know a shepherd? I've only knew one guy that thought about taking a shepherd's job up in Montana, but he, he, he chickened out. <laughs> and uh, probably his parents were glad that he did. But uh, I've never met a shepherd. Now, I've been to Israel where we saw the shepherds. You that have been there uh, have uh, seen them. And they, a lot of they still live in tents. Uh, they uh, might have an antenna going out of their tent now. Things are just a little bit modernized in that world. But they still are uh, people that are kind of nomadic that take the sheep from place to place to make sure that they have food and have water. And they have a different culture, no doubt about it. I, I heard a story about uh, a shepherd who was looking for a sheep one day uh, on the side of a deserted road uh, when suddenly this brand new Porsche comes up uh, and screeches to a halt. And, and the driver was a man dressed in a real uh, fancy uh, suit. He had very expensive shoes on. Uh, had some of those Oakley sunglasses on, had a Rolex watch, uh, a very expensive tie. He gets out and he asks the shepherd. He says, uh, it says to, uh, says to the, the shepherd, uh, he said, if I can tell you how many sheep you have, will you give me one of them? If I can tell you how many sheep you have out here in, in your flock, will you give me one? And, and, the, and the, the shepherd, uh, he looks at him and he, he says to him, he, he looks at his, his sheep and, and then he, you know, he looks around and he says, okay. And, and the young man parks his car and he gets out and he pulls out his laptop. 
uh, and sets it on his car. And he enters a NASA website. And he scans the ground through his GPS, and he opens a database that uh, has the 60 XL tablets filled uh, with all of these tables, and, and, and he prints out a 150-page report on this high-tech mini printer that he has in his car. And he turns to the shepherd, and he says, you have exactly 1,586 sheep here. Well, rather surprised, the shepherd replies, well, that's correct. You can, you can, that's correct. You can have your sheep. And the young man takes an animal and he puts it in the back of his porch. And just as about the time the man was going to ride off, the shepherd asked him, he said, I guess your profession, uh, you, you, I, I guess if you're a professional, you will return your uh, animal to me. The young man answers, why, yes, uh, why would I not? And the shepherd says, well, uh, you're an IT consultant, aren't you? And he said, how'd you know that? He said, very simple. He said, firstly, you came to me without being called. Number two, you charged me a fee to tell me something I already knew. <laughs> and thirdly, you don't understand anything about my business. Now, sir, shall I please have my dog back? <laughs> Y'all get that? Explain, somebody explain it to them if they, if they missed it. I know I didn't, didn't read it well. But shepherds are, are often considered uh, kind of like uh, about hillbillies, I guess you would say. There's not a lot of skill and know-how about being a shepherd. I mean, you keep them from running away, and you make sure they have food to eat. Uh, and water to drink. That's that's about it. And uh, if anybody attacks them, well, you take care of the attacker. Uh, that's a part of, of a shepherd. And I realize there's, we don't know a lot about shepherding either, do we? And so shepherds are often misunderstood. Uh, but they, sheep, on the other hand, are in great need of shepherds. You got to have a shepherd if you're going to have sheep and they're going to go and find places to eat and places to drink. Uh, but uh, because sheep, uh, they cannot feed themselves. They cannot lead themselves. They're rather ignorant uh, beings. Uh, they can't protect themselves. They cannot provide for themselves. They are stubborn, they say, and they are somewhat senseless, very simple-minded animals. But you know what? The New, Testament, the New Testament presents Jesus as a shepherd, doesn't it? We find the New Testament teaches that Jesus said that John chapter 10 that he is the good shepherd. Not only does it say that, but in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, it tells us that he is the great shepherd. And Peter said that he was the chief shepherd. And so Jesus was very familiar with shepherding. And even the psalmist said what the Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd. And I'm glad that he is my shepherd, aren't you? So I want us to know several things about these shepherds that came to see the baby Jesus. Number one, I'm going to see, us, see the shepherd's surprise. The shepherd's surprise. Here these shepherds were out on the hillside. And we look in verse 9, we see the, their, their uh, uh, the, uh, the surprise of appearance. 
and the appearance, it says, and lo, an angel of the Lord came up on them. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never seen an angel. Uh, if it did, it uh, scared the daylights out of me. And it says, the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. I've heard people say, oh, yeah, I saw an angel. We had this little chat. Now, if you saw an angel, it scared the daylights out of you. It did these, these guys, and, and shepherds were pretty tough, tough young men. And the angel, he said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy and shall be to all people. And so here these guys were sitting there around the fire. The sheep were lowing as we sing. I don't know what that really means, but they were lowing. And maybe that means they were laying down low. I don't know. But uh, whatever, this, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this angel appears. And I can look at, <laughs> I can, maybe one of the shepherds was standing guard. And he said, golly, like Gomer Power. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Hey, guys, guess who's here? We got company. And uh, they looked up, and they, uh, don't tell them what came out of their mouths, but they were... Uh, probably scared to death. They wasn't expecting the appearance of an angel, but we find that happened, and the angel came. And uh, angels, you know, uh, they were kind of looked on with, uh, I mean, shepherds were kind of uh, uh, looked on with suspicion. And I can imagine the shepherds, this is my, this is my thinking, the angels talking to the Lord, saying, and the Lord said, I want you all to go, and I want to make this announcement to these angels. I want you to appear to the angels. And the angels probably said, Lord, you really, we don't want to doubt your wisdom, but do you really want us to appear to these angels? Because they're kind of looked on with suspicion. They're always moving about. They're nomadic. You, a lot of times you can't find them. Uh, we never know where on the hillside they are going to be. They're also many times known as as thieves. They have that kind of a reputation. If we, you, when you're around a bunch of shepherds, you tie everything down. And when they come into the marketplace, uh, they're not trustworthy. Uh, they can't. You, you can't believe a word that they say. Matter of fact, the Jewish Talmud, which is kind of like the the law's commentary says no help should be given to the heathen or shepherds. So even in that day, shepherds were not really admired. They were distrusted. They were rough. They were uneducated. They spent most of their time living out in the fields in tents watching the sheep. And that's what it says in verse 8 that they were doing. They were in the fields watching their sheep that night as this angel appeared and so these these guys were rough they were uneducated they smelt like sheep because they slept with the sheep uh, we know that uh, custom tells us that at night they would go in and they would count the sheep you know they would take oil uh, and from their horns and they uh, the uh, oil horn that they had and they would uh, take care of any bruises and bumps that the sheep uh, would have. They would doctor them up, and then they would sleep with them. They would sit at the foot of the sheepfold if they had one uh, and become the door of the sheep. Jesus talked about him being the door 
to the sheepfold. And so, nevertheless, this, it was a pretty, pretty rough life. And living with sheep, I'm sure that people knew when you came into the office because you smelled like a sheep, you know. And a lot of people smell like what they work around all day long. You know, my daddy cooked peanuts all day long. He, my mama said, you smell like peanuts. He said, well, I can't smell. So he didn't know it, but she would get on to him because he took on the smell of what he was around. And these shepherds, no doubt, smelled like sheep. And so the angels probably said, you really want to go and appear to these guys? But Jesus, being the good shepherd, uh, being the chief shepherd, said, yeah, these guys are going to get the first look at the baby Jesus. And so we see the shepherd's appearance. And then secondly, we see the announcement, the surprise announcement in verse, verse 10 and through uh, verse 17, uh, through verse 12, rather. He says, For unto you is born the city of David, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Wow. Verse 10. We find that it said what? I bring you good tidings of great joy. This is good news. This was the announcement that good news has come in the person of this Jesus who is going to be found lying in a manger. Unto you is born, in verse 11, this day, a Savior, a Savior. If there's anything that the world needed then and needs, to needs today is what? A Savior, a Savior. And this will be assigned to you in verse 12. And the angels were so, so excited so excited. In verse 13 it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. On earth peace, good will towards men. And these shepherds, not only <laughs> were, were they surprised at the appearance, but at this announcement, from heaven that they were going to go and they were going to sing see the Savior and the sky is filled with the heavenly host praising God. Do you think these guys ever quit talking about that the rest of their lives? I don't think so. It was a highlight of things that ever happened in their, their nomadic lives to see this angel and these heavenly host. And so that was the shepherd's surprise. What a surprise it was. Then we look at the shepherd's sighting. What did they see? We go to verse 15, and it come to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherd said one to another, hey, let us go now unto, even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, which is to come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste. <laughs> they didn't walk. I don't think they even skipped. I believe they ran to find Mary and Joseph and the babe lying there 
in the manger in a barn probably a cave they say and in a trough probably a cement trough we usually picture it as a wooden trough but we've seen i don't know if y'all saw the trough in israel that they feed them out of a piece of stone that is is hewn out and that's what they laid the baby jesus in and so they said let us go now to bethlehem and see this thing what a sighting that would have been and so we see in verse 17 it says that when they had seen it they saw it with their own eyes and so the shepherds saw the greatest shepherd of all time they saw the shepherd face to face i was visiting a lady in the nursing home the other day and her husband had died several months ago and she said who do you think that my husband might be talking to today and I said, I have no earthly idea. I imagine there's probably a lot of friends. Maybe it's his mama and maybe it's, it's his daddy. It could be, you know. I said, there's people that I would like to talk to, not only people that I, are friends, and, but people that were my, are my colleagues. I've lived long enough to see a, a lot of my fellow preachers go to be with the Lord. And some that were instrumental and witnessing to me and leading me to Christ, some that were instrumental in uh, uh, mentoring me, helping me to grow as a Christian, to get off to a good start, people that taught me very important things that have helped me to keep on keeping on for Jesus. I, you know, I said there are certain celebrities I would like to see. I said I'd like to, I'd like to go meet Billy Graham. <laughs> You know, and thank him for making one statement that turned the light on for me. And he said, you don't have to be good to go to heaven. You just have to be forgiven. Boy, that was a light. I thought you had to be good. And so, I said, I don't know. I said, I hope she's talking to Jesus. I hope I get to be with Jesus. She told me, Billy Graham probably going to have a big line. I said, yeah, probably so, but it would be worth waiting in. But here these guys were to see the shepherd of shepherds, see the chief shepherd, the good shepherd, the best shepherd. I think today we should feel like they do. I believe, doesn't say, but I think they worshiped him, no doubt, became lifelong followers of this one baby that they saw that day in that um, manger ira sankey i read this the other day who for years led the music for dl moody's evangelistic meetings he was traveling by steamboat on a christmas eve in 1875 he was recognized by some of the passengers and they asked him to sing and sankey agreed and he began singing savior like a shepherd lead us when he was finished, one of the listeners stepped forward and asked, he said, did you serve in the Union Army? Sankey said, yes, that he did. The man asked, can you remember if you were doing picket duty on a bright moonlit night in 1862? Sankey again answered in the affirmative. The man then explained. He said, I was serving in the Confederate Army. 
when I saw you standing at your post. I raised my gun and took aim. I was standing in the shadows, completely concealed from you, while the full light of the moon was falling upon you. And at that instant, you raised your eyes to heaven, and you began to sing that same song. And I said to myself, I'll let him sing that song to the end, and then I'll shoot him afterwards. And then I heard the words, we are thine, do thou befriend us. Be the guardian of our way, keep thy flock from sin, defend us, seek us when we go astray. And he said, I began to think of my childhood and my God-fearing mother who sang that song to me. And when you finished, it was impossible for me to take aim again. I thought the Lord is able to save that man from certain death. Must surely be great and mighty. And so Jesus is the shepherd. They got to see the shepherd. Then we see the shepherds sharing. In verse 17 and 18, when they seen it, they made known abroad the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all that they heard, it wondered at those things which told them by the shepherds. These guys got evangelistic. <laughs> they were so kind. They were pumped up. And they went and they told everybody, hey, stop, listen, let me tell you what we saw and they did go tell it on the mountains <laughs> they told it in the valley they told it wherever they went that jesus christ the son of the living god was born they made known abroad the saying which told them concerning the child it says they were the first gospel witnesses of the coming of the savior handpicked by the lord appeared to by the angels to tell others. And telling others about the Savior, my friends, is a solemn obligation. It's a solemn obligation as well as a great privilege that we have. And we who are believers are to be faithful, yes, even this Christmas time, to tell people about the Savior who's come into the world. What a great night that was for them, old boys. What a glorious night. I love that song we sang this morning. What a glorious night for the shepherds. And then we see not only the shepherds' surprise, not only their sighting of the Savior, but their song. In verse 20, it says that they the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Wow, what an experience it was. I remember being at the garden tomb. I don't know how your group did it, Brother BJ, but when we left, everybody was very solemn. And then we got up on the bus, and as the bus left, someone started to sing 
I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. And I went and for long, everybody in the bus, we were singing that bus, and the bus was rocking. And I don't know what these guys sang, but I believe they were high-fiving if they, were, if they knew how. I believe they were jumping, they were skipping, they were filled with joy and excitement because they had seen the shepherd, the best shepherd, the chief shepherd, the good shepherd, the coming shepherd, the one who had come, glorifying God and praising God, praising God. God had come from heaven to see us in the person of this baby. I read this the other day. It said a few years ago, a couple of months before Christmas, the wife of a mail carrier had been killed in a car accident. This mail carrier had been overcome with grief and was trying to work through the sorrow. He had stayed late at his post office sorting through a mountain of mail that always comes at Christmas time. His job that day was to go through the mail that had been lost and to find out where it should be rerouted. Well, he opened the letter that had been addressed to Santa Claus. And he noticed that the address of the top, at the top was his own address. Looking down at the bottom of the letter, he saw that it, it was his only daughter's signature. And the letter read, Dear Santa, my mama died two months ago. And since then, my daddy has been crying himself to sleep every night. He says only eternity will heal him. Would you please send a little bit of eternity to my daddy this Christmas? Well, my friends, I want you to know that God not only sent a little bit of eternity, but he sent us the very heart of heaven. John put it the best in 1 John 4, 14. For the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And so today, through the witness of God's Word, we have seen the shepherd's surprise. We have seen a surprise announcement and a surprise appearance. Not only have we seen that surprise, but we have seen the shepherd's sighting, that they saw the best shepherd the heavenly shepherd who had come to tend to the sheep, to die for the sheep. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. They saw him. And then we looked at the shepherd's sharing that they went out and told everybody what they had seen and what they had heard. And that should serve as an example for us. And then we say, the shepherd's song. We saw the shepherd's song as they praised God and glorified God. He is worthy of all the celebration. Can you say today that he is my shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> I'm glad to tell you today, since I was 19 years old, Jesus has become my shepherd to lead and guide and direct me. And he has taken me through 
to the still waters in times of turmoil. He's been there to take me to green pastures to feed me and supply my needs in times of want. And I would challenge you today to invite him into your heart to be in your life, to be your savior and to be your shepherd because we all need a shepherd to lead us and guide us. Thousands of people have done that. Thousands of people have done that. I'm not asking you to do something you've never done before, nobody else has ever done before. I'm asking you to do something that's the best thing that you can ever do is to receive him. And so now is the time, the Bible says. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off to another time. Don't wait till you get old. You may not get old. The Bible says now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. And if you will receive him, I got good news for you. He'll accept you. No matter how dirty you may be, no matter how much sin you may have committed, receive him. He will accept you. That's the best news that I can give you today. He was willing to come from heaven to earth, and he's willing to come into your life and take that cosmic loneliness out to make this life make sense and take you to heaven when you die. Would you stand with me while we pray? Father in heaven, we come before you today with thankful hearts. Thank you for this biblical account that you have given to us in the pages of your word. To read about these lowly shepherds that you gave the first announcement of the coming king to. And their reaction, may we be inspired and encouraged never to be quiet, but let the world know that Jesus has come. I pray today if there are those in our congregation who have never trusted him as their personal savior and shepherd, that today they would receive him, that you would accept them as you promised to do, that they would come just as they are, trusting you. And I pray, Father, today for other decisions that need to be made, those that may need to come for baptism and identify themselves with the chief shepherd, or those, Lord, that may need to come and find a church home. I pray if you're directing them this way that you would, uh, would uh, lead them to come. For those that may have drifted away, become cold and indifferent, or maybe just on a religious merry-go-round, that, Lord, today they might stop, they might get off, they might come back. For those that are living in a far country, that today, Lord, that they might come back to your open arms. And we'll pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.